0: that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. But when the foundations are done and then it flourishes, I have a ministry of laying foundations. That's what I have. Yes. I'm at the Sons now. And I'm going to leave them in the next four years. The next way is I'm moving to another place. We are building a bigger 5,000, 7,000 seater. Or oh, even 10,000. Very big. And I'm going to start it out to make it work. And I'll move on again. Yes. It seems God likes it when I am in cement and concrete and all of that. Yes, it's a blessing. So thank you for pushing it forward, yes, it's, it's wonderful, it's, it's doing great, sometimes people ask me, ah, so who's handling the church, a lot of people think we have only one church in Kumasi, they ask me, so who's handling the church in Kumasi, I'm like, we have so many churches in Kumasi, not the one there are so many abled, capable, well-trained people who are handling the house of God, so God bless you for allowing yourself to train, to learn how to pray, how to study the word, how to teach the word, and how to help God's people. Yes so yeah, if you don't allow us to be trained you can't be trained so you can't handle some things yes so it's a blessing let's clap for pastor Kobe and his beautiful wife once again <laughs> hallelujah and without helpers you can't do anything for a mission to work you need helpers you need capable helpers helpers are more important than even the one who preaches because without the helpers the one who preaches will not be able to preach Sometimes we ignore and downplay helps, the helps ministry, helpers. But they are too important. The helpers are too important. Those who help in various ways, various capacities. There are wonderful pastors here Pastor Ikea, Pastor uh, Paula, yeah. Pastor Giorgio, Pastor Bernice, who else? That's all. And then um, Abel, empty Heads, Shepherds. I mean, without them, nothing. None of these things can happen. You know that, right? Yes. So you are greatly treasured. I want to show you a, a scripture, just to let you know how important helpers are. And God has set some in the church first apostles. So I'm an apostle. I'm an apostle. I'm the apostle of Love Economy Church. Yes yes that is why i do the kind of work i do okay and god has said something in the church first apostles secondarily prophets there are a lot of prophets in our church yes every pastor every branch pastor is a prophet when you speak something it happens that's prophecy right there then he says thirdly teachers teachers to teach the word then after that miracles Mm? then gifts of healings then helps these are offices that are in the check then governments then diversity of tongues you see there's tongues that is for leading it's for leadership for directing uh tongues with interpretation we are not talking about the tongues that all of us speak we are talking about the government or the uh, administration of tongue speaking with interpretation Hallelujah. hallelujah and chief in them is helps the word government is leadership leadership government you know helps it's so important those of you who are singing in the choir if you don 't sing in the choir we can't you see this place is looking green and nice because you are you are in green and you are singing you are making things work yes, playing the keyboard, playing the drums all of that you are helps you are all in that particular ministry yes. those who can help others helps those the one behind the camera the one pushing the thing for my microphones to work everything the one who came to arrange the place all of us are helps and it's a major ministry in the body of christ without which a lot of things are not working the apostle said we will not leave the word of god and set tables therefore appoint men who have honest reports and filled with the holy spirit Honest report, good character, to do this work. Do you see? So it's so important. So when you, when you find yourself serving the house of God, don't think that it is normal. It's, it's ordinary. No, God feels that that is very important. Sometimes you easily think that the one preaching is the most important person. No, without if someone does not come to arrange the chairs, where will you sit? Or how will we preach? Yes. Many years ago, when the church started, I was the one cleaning the chairs arranging the the play, everything, doing everything, putting, doing media, as I preach, if the microphone is too high, I'll go and change it, none of that, yes, it's very frustrating when you are doing all of those things, when you don't have anyone doing that, those who are missionaries, those who are new missionaries now, understand what I'm saying, yes, Hallelujah. hallelujah, praise the Lord, welcome to Zeal Conference, it's a nice name, one of the influence of the Holy Spirit is to give you the ability to have names. Yes. The ability to not name things is a sign of a lack of the presence of the Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is there, you get to, you name things. You are able to name things. Yes. Read the Bible. It's, it's all over in the Bible. Abraham named places, named altars. Jacob did the same. The influence of the Holy Spirit makes you have that ability. So, to be able to come up with something like this is beautiful. It's wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And what the Holy Spirit told me to do with you is to relax with you. He said, I should relax with you. Wow. So I'm going to relax with you. Wow. What that means is that I, I'm going to allow you to ask questions for wow. so every aspect of your life. Anything I all, that for the next few hours. That's all we are going to do. Oh, you don't like It's like you don't like it any question on your heart, you can ask. But then, before we go into the questions, I want to share something with you in the next 45 minutes to an hour. Okay? Yes. So, God gave me to, the first thing was relax with them. Allow them, help them. Whatever they have on their heart. Yes. Address it for them. It's like whenever I come it's it's, it's like this. I come and pour on you and then I go. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask any question that's on your heart so that you can be helped it's very important if you don't someone someone is has gone through a very wild phase of his life you see very wild phase of his life someone I know very well he's gone through a very wild phase of his life which was not necessary all because he didn't talk he didn't talk you get it he didn't see what was going on if he had said it he wouldn't have gotten to the point he's on now he didn't see When you're unable to see what is on your heart, the devil gets an opportunity to press you even some more. You see, uh-huh. when nobody knows what is going on with you, you, you run into more problems. If you've gotten into an error, talk about it. Let your pastor, let your shepherd know that this is what is going on with me. Be very honest. Reverend George has pastored me for many many years, has pastored me for about 15 years. Wow. Before I met him, there were other people who were pastoring me who are still pastoring me now. Do you see? Uh-huh. Yes, I'm the bishop of the church. When Reverend George calls me and says, Hey the bishop, I say, Hey, the bishop daddy, the bishop's daddy. <laughs> yeah, because he's the bishop's daddy, he's my daddy. You get it? Yeah. Uh-huh. You need someone you can share your heart with and say the problems that what is wrong so that you can be it can be addressed. Yes, if it is not addressed, it will, it will create more problems. The devil thrives on secrecy and he destroys those who are in isolation. If you put yourself in isolation, you are putting yourself in a very dangerous place for the devil to destroy you completely. Okay, so no matter what is happening around you, declare, <laughs> Let's, let it out. Let it out, you become free. And you have a lot of great things happening for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's important. And that's so. That's it's like. We're having a family meeting type of thing. And I know as we are, we are you know, the questions are coming. It will address a lot of things uh, in various aspects of our lives. With respect to our ministry, marriage, money, relationships, academics, um, relating with the Holy Spirit. Every aspect will be addressed. Okay. Yes. So I want to share with you on two reasons why you err. That's the title of my message. Two reasons why you err. You understand a error, you commit error. So you can we can say two reasons why you commit errors. Errors. Do you know an error? Yes. yes. What is an error? A mistake. Can you do? You have any dictionary around? Are there dictionaries around? Beautiful. You need you need a dictionary by you all the time when you are reading your Bible, because you'll be surprised that you don't understand everything, you you, you don't you, you think you know English, but actually you don't know English much. Yes, yes. You don't you don't know at all. Okay. It's good to have, a, have a, a dictionary so that you can understand all that you are, you are saying. Okay? What does it mean? What does error mean? Okay, Pastor J.D. has it means Misconception Misconception Fallacy, fallacy. Even that one we don't understand yeah, yeah. Miscalculation, Miscalculation. Fault. Fault Fault I think those ones understand yeah. Committing a blunder You see, making a a mistake, getting into what? Oversight, getting into uh, a challenge, okay? There are two reasons, and Jesus himself said it. One day, the Sadducees came to Jesus. There were two major sects, okay, religious sects during Jesus' time. The first group was called the Pharisees, and the second group was called the Sadducees. They believed everything. They they believed the same thing, apart from one thing. There was one thing that separated the two of them, and that one thing that separated the two of them was the doctrine of resurrection. The Pharisees said that there will be resurrection. The Sadducees said that there's not going to be any resurrection. Do you see? And it it was a major division between the Pharisees were not correct, of course. The Sadducees were also not correct because they were too religious. Jesus said so many interesting things about the Pharisees. He committed, there's a whole chapter in the Bible for Pharisees. It's called Phariseeism. And you must make sure you don't become a Pharisee as a Christian. Every Christian must swear being a Pharisee. Okay? Matthew chapter 24. That's in Matthew chapter 24. From verse 1. No, 23, sorry. 23 from verse 1. Matthew 23, verse 1. Then spoke Jesus to the multitude, and to his disciples, saying, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. What's Moses' seat? What that means is that they are the ones who govern and, uh, 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 and bring the law. They explain the law. Do you see? Uh-huh. They, they sit in Moses' seat. And says, all oh, therefore whatsoever they, they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. So this is the summary of our season. Saying and not doing. You tell people to do some things and you don't do it. You tell people to fast and you don't fast. You tell people to pray and you don't pray. You tell people to what? To live righteously and you don't live righteously. You tell people don't tell the lady to send your naked picture. You are requesting for naked pictures all the time. We are making requests consistently. Send it. Send it now. Is it coming now It's not coming? Hey, can I get more? God is watching you. This is the summary of what Pharisee is in. Uh-huh. And Jesus continues to say so many interesting things about uh, what a Pharisee would do that you should, ab- you should avoid. You see, Jesus' ministry was hinged on saying and doing. Acts chapter 1, verse 1, his ministry was hinged on saying and doing. Or doing and saying even. He would do before he would say. The former treatise have I made oh, the philosophers all that Jesus began both to do and teach. All that he began both to do and teach. So he did before he thought. The Pharisees would teach and not do. Yes. And Jesus was not happy with them at all. So, the Sadducees, the only difference between the Sadducees and the Pharisees was that the, the Sadducees, and someone says Sadducees, Sad to see, and Pharisees, Far to see. Yes. Bass, bass, bass. Hallelujah. The only problem between the two of them was resurrection. But the resurrection is a major teaching in the Bible. It's a major teaching in the Bible. If a child of God does not know about resurrection, he's not started. And I'm going to talk about it in this my short exhortation. You've not started. Okay? But this was a major bone of contention between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So they came to ask Jesus about it in Matthew chapter 22, from verse 23. The same day came to him, the Sadducees, which said that there's no resurrection, and asked him, saying, Master, Moses said, if a man die." Having no children, his brother shall marry his wife, and raise up seed unto his brother. This was what Moses said, if your, if your brother dies, your big brother dies, and he didn't have a child with his wife, you have inherited a wife. If he didn't have any children with the wife, the wife is yours. You must have children with the wife, and that those children are not your children those children are your brother's children. Yes. And God took it very seriously. There was a guy called Onan. Onan. Whose big brother died. And they gave him the brother's wife. When he was having sex with the, with the brother's wife, he didn't want to give the sperms to the woman. He wanted to enjoy but not have fruitfulness. Do you understand? So when he was releasing, he took his peepee out. Do you know beggars? He took his beggars out and spilled the spams on the floor. And God killed him. God did what? He killed God got so angry, he just killed him. And knew that knew that the seed should not be his. This is Genesis 38 verse 9. And it came to pass, when he went in unto his brother's wife, that he spilled it on the ground. That's what he's saying. Lest that he should give seed to his brother verse 10. And the thing which he did displease the Lord, wherefore the Lord slew him also. God killed him for that error because it's, it's, it, was, it was it's like many people in church. They want to enjoy all the nice things in church. They want to enjoy the dance. They want to enjoy the praises, the worship. They want to enjoy photo shoots after church. <laughs> what, what are the other things that they want to enjoy? But, smoking word. Every night, nice, they want to enjoy all the nice things in church. They are the ones who like going to a church that everything is settled. So they can just go and enjoy. They, want, they, they, they like pleasure in the house of God. But they don't like fruitfulness. When they have to commit to become fruitful, when they have to become a part of what's going on, and be part sacrifice. It's when you go to a restaurant, there are two aspects of the restaurant. There's a kitchen, and then there's a, the place where people eat. Yes, the kitchen is full of heat. It's not nice, full of heat. Blood, oil, shouting, this one. So many things are happening in the kitchen. But when you come out of the kitchen, a nice food comes out of the kitchen for you to enjoy. Don't be only the the, the one who is just enjoying in the church. You must also be part of the kitchen, helping to make the food ready for others to enjoy. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? Yes, you have to. It's very important. Yes, God doesn't like it at all. Yes, so God was not happy with O'Nan. And God is not happy with all those who do that. Yes. After some time, yes, you must be part of. Yes, he was dancing. Were you not dancing in church? He was dancing. But before he was dancing, you saw others dancing. Okay. He was enjoying, he was just enjoying church, just enjoying the service. Around, enjoying. Enjoying the message, enjoying the word, enjoying. But there's a time coming when you have to stop enjoying the message and now start preparing the message for others to hear. Yes, you must commit for fruitfulness. Yes, you must commit for fruitfulness. After some time, you must be involved in bringing the message to others. Yes, very the hard and difficult aspect of making things work, preparing a message, praying—you pray for hours. I have so much to spend you. It is important without that the ministry cannot work. Things cannot work. Yes. Many problems, many calls. If nobody is calling you and asking for guidance, it means that you are not you are enjoying in the church. You are not part of those who are preparing for people to enjoy. You are on the side of enjoyment only, and you've been around for a year. You've been around for two years. No, 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 no. It's not supposed to be like that. What do you think about what I'm saying? Yes, you must get involved with shepherding. To be frustrated by others. Why you, you knock on their door, they'll say, Who are you? But yesterday I was here to come and call you. I don't know who you are, and they'll just close the door. <laughs> One lady was calling somebody, the guy was lying on the bed, bank bed, so he was on the top bed. He was seeing the lady outside knocking on her door. And he looked at her and took his eyes off like this. As though he was asleep and didn't know what was going on. The lady kept knocking and he was just there. Like he couldn't hear what is happening. Hey, the lady said, hey, I'm seeing you. (laughs) Yes. The frustrations of turning people from being deers, a deer. A deer does not stay, it's not home, it's not domesticated. A deer. There are Christians who are deers. They are not domesticated at all. They don't, they don't understand why they must be in church at all. You must change them from being deer to become sheep. They are goats. Those who are semi-domesticated. They are domesticated but they cannot be led. They will come to church but power that you will lead them. No, 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 it's not, it's not happening. Who are you? My friend, get out. It's not a small thing. It's a very big deal to have a pastor. To have someone become a pastor like the way this man is a pastor. It's not a small thing. It's a very big deal to have a pastor, pastor, Pastor Ananama is here, Pastor. To have a pastor out of these people, none of these people were thinking about pastoring anybody some some few years ago. Yes. Is it Pastor Kobe was not interested in pastoring at all? I know what I'm talking about. Yes. They know. Huh? At all, at all, at all. But just imagine if Pastor Kobe did not accept the ministry, and did not get himself trained and raised to the point is, what would have happened to you? Just imagine if Pastor Lama had not done some, I, I exposed herself to some some teachings and some meetings. What do you think would have happened? You didn't have had a pastor. What if Pastor Akia and Pastor Paul had done, Pastor, Pastor Giorgio is also here? What if none of them had decided to expose themselves to God? Decided to do what they want? What feels, nice. what feels nice? What they like? We will not be here. You will not have pastors, you don't have MC heads, you don't have any of those people. Wow. wow. That is how it is. And the calling of God is always normal, it's always natural. It doesn't look like much. Even the 12 disciples were called without any sign in heaven. Yes, it was all invitation. Oh, come, come and see. Normal invitation. No, if you miss it, you've missed it. Yes. Hallelujah. So Jesus, they came to Jesus with this particular question. And they were explaining. Go back to that place in Matthew chapter 22. Saying, Master Moses said, if a man die, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife, and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were with us seven brethren... So seven brothers, and the first, when he admired a wife, died. And having no child, left his wife unto his brother. The issue and all this old kingdom, that's old King That's why I'm just likewise, the second also, and the third, and unto the seventh. So all the seven guys had the woman to be his wife, to be their wives. Because when you marry the woman, it's you see there's no even was on. If you marry if, if you marry the woman, you die. Why should I marry the woman also and die? <laughs> it's like everybody's dying as you marry her. So he okay, says, and last of all, all the woman, last of all, the woman also died also. the woman also died. Then they ask the question. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had her as their wives. Whose wife shall she be? Jesus shook it. And this was the reason, this was their Philosophy This was the explanation for not believing in the resurrection. This was the reason. Ah, there yeah, are. Ah. And a whole religious sect was raised and created based on this particular anal- uh, uh, analysis. Yes. You'll be shocked at what people believe in and makes them not believe in God or not believing in the things they're supposed to. You'll be shocked. Yes. You will be surprised. When you sit down and wonder, ah, are these people okay? That is what they believe. It's like someone who is worshipping a rock or a crystal. Right now, there's crystal gazing. That brings you energy. A lot of nonsense, I tell you. You just wonder what is going on. They, now there's self-belief there are people who say there's no God they are the God of their own lives and that they are in charge of their lives so, and that's raining a lot now yes I tell you so, I mean have you seen a human being sick before you that you can have running stomach no have you had running stomach before you, you can have running stomach and you can't help yourself with all your godhood, you can't help yourself. Even in the air condition, you are feeling hot. Has <laughs> hey! Hey! it ever happened to you before? You are in a church rock. Hey! And your stomach just changes like that. Hey! You hey! see hey! that you start sweating all of a sudden. Hey, say also. I was with somebody sometimes, some many years ago. About 10 years ago, this year, 10, 11 years ago, the person, we're driving together, eh? the person's stomach just like that. We were on the highway. The person said, Charlie, if you don't do something now, I'll put you in the sky. So I had to stop on the highway, put hazard on. The person ran into the bush. See, for, the person for God's toilet, whatever. I mean <laughs> let me just hmm. So just look at how you are. You say that you are what you are God God where it's sad. Yes, this is what these guys believed. This was this was their this was their faith. This was their philosophy. Such nonsense. So Jesus shook his head and said, Ah, this is Boba. Next verse. So this were in great error. Okay, so Jesus answered and said unto them, You do err. You do err. Number one, not knowing the scriptures. Number two, nor the power of God. So every error that we commit is because of these two things. Because we don't know the scriptures. And. We don't know the power of god it's either or or both of them are you in a church yes it's either or or both of them so let's pick the first one not knowing the scriptures not knowing the scriptures not knowing the scriptures is a very dangerous thing yes you will not know that you are becoming like Saul because you don't know the scriptures do you know Saul? Saul in the Bible. Saul is the one who ignores God's word. God will tell him, do this and do that. And he will ignore it completely. You can be a child of God and be like that. You are, you are Saul. You are like Saul. I'm not talking about Saul of Tarsus. I'm talking about Saul, the son of Kish. First Samuel chapter 10. Let's read from verse 1. This was when. Um, Saul was being anointed as king. Then someone took a vial of vial and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? God, God, God called him, chose him, placed his anointing on him. You see. But the same guy who was called, you, this guy was nothing. Huh? He was just a normal person moving around, not doing much. Just, he was looking for his father's missing donkeys. And the prophet of God met him, prayed for him, and blessed him, and made him something. He became king over all of Israel. After chapter thirteen, he had become so proud that he had been—he had changed. You see, he didn't. Saul so was not into reading the Bible. So when the instructions came, look at chapter. I'm just going through. It's a very long. If I want to, well, this one will take about six hours. Let's read from verse one. First Samuel thirteen from verse one. Saul reigned one year, and when he had reigned two, reigned two years over Israel, Saul chose him 3,000 men of Israel, wherefore 2,000. Go to the next verse. Okay. So this is what I want you to see, okay? It says, Samuel also said unto Saul, The Lord sent him to anoint thee to be king over, over his Israel.' Is it true? We just read that. Over Israel. Now therefore hacking down unto the voice of the words of the Lord. That says the Lord of hosts, I remember what that which Amalek did to Israel. Now, this is clear scripture. This one. It's in the Bible. This one, he says. I remember. You may not know. That's why you are committing errors. Do you understand? Uh huh. If you don't know, you don't know. And if you don't know, you make a lot of mistakes, unnecessary mistakes. You become what you are not supposed to become. All because you don't know. All because you don't have any clue of the scriptures. What the scriptures say. How would Jesus do that? How would, would have Jesus overcome the devil in the temptation? Without knowing the scriptures. He used the scriptures, he used the, he used the word of God to save himself. He would have been in problem, in a, in a big problem. But because he knew the word, he could quote he could back. He could say what God wanted him to say. So if you're a child of God and you don't know the Bible, that's a, that's a problem. You must learn to read your, 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 the word of God. It's important though. Your errors will be reduced by 100% if you start getting into the scriptures. Reading the Bible. Just read the Bible. Know what is in Ezra. It's not the name of a, just a person. It's a book of the Bible. And something was said there. What was said in Ezra? What is Ezra about? Saul was not into reading the Bible. So when God came to tell him this, that says the Lord I remember that which Amalek did to Israel. how he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have. They, they, they have. And spare them not, but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. This clear instruction: kill everything and everyone. Now you can say God is wicked, but that is it. That is what how it was before. Yes. Why? Because Amalek was the first group of people that came to fight against Israel when Israel came out of Egypt. Yes when God's chosen people came out of Egypt, the first group of people who said that we must kill this particular vision and kill the thing that God wants to be this disciple is Amalek. Are you in a church? Yes. So God, God has said something concerning Amalek before Exodus chapter 17. Look at Exodus 17. Let's you from verse 9. Exodus 17 from verse 9. Wow. wow. See, I'm showing you scriptures. Yeah. It's important though. If you don't know it, you realize actually. You are denying yourself. It will never cross your mind. Remember that the Holy Spirit has a language he speaks. The language of the Holy Spirit is the word of God. The Holy Spirit does not speak ever. He does not speak Hello. So, he does not speak. That is not his language. He speaks to you in any language. But that is not the language. That is not his language. His language is the word of God. The word of God is the language that the Holy Spirit speaks. sometimes some people say that no, oh, I'm not hearing someone come and say the Holy Spirit told me for instance. When I stood today, I told you God spoke to me and told me, Relax with my children. And he told me, Error, because of this and that. Also, so how did God tell me? You get it? Like, ah, me too. I woke up this morning and I'm here. God well, has not said anything to me. How come it's like he's talking to some people he's not talking to some people? He's talking to you every time. The only problem is that you have not learned his language. The language that God speaks in is the word, is his word. Are you in the church? Yes. Yes. That's the language God speaks in. God speaks in a language called the word of God. He speaks scriptures. Hebrews chapter 1, if you want. Let's let's keep our finger here. Go to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 from verse 1. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Now, focus on verse 2. It says, God has in these last days spoken to us by... You see the word his is in brackets. It's in parentheses, isn't it? Uh Uh-huh. What that means is that you can take it out of the verse. The, the interpreters put it there, the translators put it there because they felt without it to it not make sense. So they put it there. Whenever you are reading King James and you see anything in square brackets, okay, it's, it's, they are trying to tell you that they put it there. Okay. Go back to King James, please. Are you in the church? Okay. It says, God has in this last day spoken unto us by, so you can read like this, by son. Not by his son. By son. Now the word by is the Greek word "en", And N or E-N has many... You see the Greek is richer than the English. So one word in English can be so many... One one, um, one word in, in Greek can be so many words in English because it's richer than the English. You get it? That is why... For instance, if you read about the Holy Spirit, you are learning about the Holy Spirit, you come across this word parakletos. Okay, parakletos, because the word comforter is translated from the Greek word parakletos. And parakletos has, there are seven English words that can be used to describe that word parakletos. It includes comforter, counselor, helper, standby, intercessor, what? Advocate. What? Strengthener. And then the last one is what? Helper. Yes. Yes. Seven English words for one word. Can you imagine? So, that helps you. That's why we we say the Greek is like this. Because the Greek will help you have many English synonyms for that particular thing. So that you can have a better understanding. You understand? Uh So, this particular... uh So, this one, Amplified explains it to you. This is what I just mentioned. Okay, Now, go back to Hebrews chapter 1. So, the word by... Okay, The Greek word is EN and it has so many translations in English, so many words in English can qualify for it. So if you've noticed, King James chose, the one who, translate, who, who translated this particular one, the King James Version, chose by. You just showed us, is it ASV or NASV? NASB. Look at NASB says in this verse has spoken to us in. Have you seen it? So he, he decided to use in. Another person can use through because through is also in. So one word in. It can be by, it can be in, it can be through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the most appropriate for uh, look at this one. This is NLT. So NLT decided that he would choose through. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. How is it? Uh, he, he didn't even put his in brackets because it's like that's how he's supposed to read. I, I don't know if you are seeing it. Uh-huh. So God has in these last days spoken to us. So we can use the word in, right? Hello? You can use I-N, in, isn't it? So God has in these last days spoken to us in. His is taken out, Right? so in sun now that doesn't so it doesn't sound nice it doesn't sound like correct english how can you say god has spoken to us in sun it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense naturally speaking but spiritually speaking it makes a lot of sense if i came to you and i said to you that today the lecturer spoke to us in french is it not correct it's correct isn't it if i if i said that hey, today when we went to church the pastor spoke to us in spanish would it be would it be okay? It starts correct English, isn't it? So if you understand, this is to let you know that the Sun is a language. So God has in this verse spoken unto us in Sun. Because the sun is a language. Jesus said that I am Alpha and Omega. I am the letters of the Greek. Of the Greek. I am I'm, I'm a language. Hello? Yes. Revelation chapter 1, verse 14. I'm talking about knowing the scriptures his head and his hair were white as he saw Jesus, okay? And he said, Jesus' hair head and hairs were, were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as flame of fire. And his feet like unto a fine brass, as, they, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. Go to verse 17. Go to verse 17. He says, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Okay? Next verse. Jesus said, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth, and behold, was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and death. No, it's in verse nine, nine, right? Eleven. Oh, you showed us verse eleven. Sorry, verse eleven. Go to verse ten. I was in the spirit on the on Lord's day, and heard him behind me, and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Next verse, saying, "I am Alpha, and what?" what is Alpha? Alpha is the first this is Alpha, right? <laughs> alpha is the first Greek alphabet and Omega is the last Greek alphabet so Jesus said, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega what is he trying to tell you? I am a language I am the, I'm the alphabet of a language what is the language of God? Are you in the church? Yeah. That is why Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. The truth is God's word. Jesus is the word of God. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was a word, and the word was of God, and the word was God. Then verse 14 says, And the word became flesh. So the word of God is what became flesh. And we call his name Jesus Christ, isn't it? Yeah. Are you in the church? Yeah. So Jesus is the language of God. Therefore, we can we can speak. In a particular language, the language that God speaks is His Son, is His Word. Are you in the church? So the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit talks in the Word of God, in the context of, He doesn't talk outside the Word of God. If you want to hear the Holy Spirit, you need to know that, you need to know the scriptures. If your mind is not educated, <laughs> How many of you understand what I'm saying? Is it a language? Is, it, is what I'm saying correct? I communicated. But those of you whose minds have not been trained to hear and understand the language, you heard sound. It was a sound. That was all you heard. I don't know if you get it. That was all you heard. Why? One of our our brothers in church is in Spain right now. He went to Spain two days ago. Now, he went to Spain from UK to go and do something there. When he got to Spain, he needed people to help him. You know, get to you know who I'm talking about to get to where it's supposed to get to, okay? But there was nobody who could translate. So a journey that was supposed to take four hours, he sat in a bus going to a particular place. They, he passed the place without knowing, and he they went took him eight hours. So he went on eight hours journey. When he got down, they said, "Oh, this one the place the place is four hours back." You know, you know who I'm talking. About. So. He took a car and went four hours back. Why? He can't understand the uh, two or more. Compliment. He can't understand. They are speaking a language. But because his mind is not trained. It's just a training room. Your mind needs to be trained to understand the language of God. If your mind is not trained to understand the language of God. Forget it. God is talking, but you can't hear. It's like what happened in, in Paul's case. Paul, Paul had an experience with God. He had an experience with, the, with, with Jesus Christ. He fell off his, his horse. This is in Acts chapter 9. And when he fell off his horse, the, the Lord spoke to him in the Hebrew tongue. He spoke to him words, but everybody heard sounds. We were hearing, whom, Look at this, Acts 9.3. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him. Saw, so, saw. So, so he heard a voice and it was clear. The voice was calling his name. Saw, so, saw. So, why persecutors thou me? Next verse, he said, who art thou, Lord? Next verse, verse 6. And he trembling, next verse, arise, go, blah, blah. And the man who had journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. They were hearing a voice. In this passage, they were hearing a voice. But there's another one in Acts chapter 26 that was explaining the same thing okay and then he says in that place that they had go to verse 9 yeah so paul is describing the same experience at a different time he says and they that were with me saw indeed the light, and were afraid but they had not the voice of him that speak to me you see they they had not the voice they couldn't understand that's what he's trying to say here they could not they could not understand the voice they heard the sound, but they could not understand the voice. Okay, there's another place, there's another description. Yes, the people with me saw the light, but did not, didn't understand the voice speaking to me. There's another place where Paul was saying, and then he said they heard the sound, but could not make the voice out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what I'm trying to say is that these people, Paul was hearing clearly from the Lord, but the, the others could not understand what was going on. They could not understand. There's another experience that happened in John chapter 12. Acts chapter uh, John chapter 12. Jesus' own experience. Jesus was talking. He was having a chat. This is from verse 24, John chapter 12, from verse 24. Okay, 23 is fine. And Jesus answered them, saying, "The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Very, I say unto you, Except said the corn of wheat fall into a ground and die. It buried alone. But if you die, it died, bringeth forth much fruit. Next verse." He that loveth his life shall lose it, it. and he that heareth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Next verse. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this hour came I unto, for this came I unto this hour. Next verse. Now read this to me, one to go. Then came there a voice from heaven, saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Look at the next verse. One to go. That stood by and heard it, said that it found it. Others said, and angels angel spoke to him. Jesus was hearing straight from the father. The father said what? I have both glorified, have glorified it and will glorify it again. But the people who were standing by head turned it, it was like turned. So you can be in church. Everything that is being said is I tell you, it's happening to a lot of people. So they, they are in church, but then a lot of errors because they, don't, they can't hear the scriptures. Sometimes you wonder when people start start understanding, and it starts changing. You wonder, ah, so wh- what, where have you been all this while? The guy can be in church but he's not in church. Why? Because the scripture, he doesn't know the scriptures. You can say, so let, let's bring him to church. You bring him to church, he's not hearing. He can be here. He's looking. He's listening. But it's like thunder in his ears. That's why we need to pray. That's why we pray. So that the word of God can make sense to people. Hallelujah! All the errors you are committing is because you don't know the scriptures. Hey. So you need to know the scriptures. Tell anybody you need to know the scriptures. Hey. How can you have a sweet fellowship life? Because God is speaking God. You are speaking Chi. How is it going to work? It's not going to work. You are busy speaking fancy. Take fancy. It's ban it's band-se. Oh yes, I see. Oh yes, I see. <laughs> was Nyansa, was this. You are busy speaking Fanti. And God is busy speaking Spanish. Hey. How are you? How are we going to work? You see, language is what divides you. you can't marry someone who doesn't speak the same language as you. Or, Listen, you can be watching this telenovelas and be in love with uh, Jose or Alejandro. You can be in love with Alejandro. You can be watching Korean series and be, be in love with Cho. Or Chi. Or what? Lin Kun or whatever. Still, you can't marry him. Because as he is speaking his Korean language, you are busy, you don't understand what's going on. If he doesn't speak English, you are, dead. you are dead. Yes. So language is what separates us. So if you don't understand the language of God, you are separated from him, you are cut from him. You err because you don't know the scriptures. Many errors because you don't know the scriptures. A lot of errors. And Saul was making an, a great error without even knowing it. Because he didn't know what was in the scripture, He had no idea, he had no clue of what was in the scriptures. Go back to Exodus chapter 17. Amalek had come to fight against Israel and God told Joshua, told Joshua through Moses to choose out men, it says. And Moses said unto Joshua, choose us out men and go out, go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Okay, next verse. So, Joshua did as Moses had said to him, and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass, when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. For instance, a lot of Christians don't know that. It is because of someone's prayers. Especially your pastor's prayers, that you are doing well. You can be doing anything well and think that it's your you are by strength I know man prevail not by man not by past not not by whatever but by my spirit the Lord. there's someone who's praying for you you need to recognize that if you don't recognize that you will know you will make you commit a very great blunder why? because you don't know the scriptures are you in the church? that's just by the way but Moses' hands were weak were heavy sorry and they took a stone and put it under him and he sat there these are helpers eh? this is the place of helpers and Aaron and he stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady unto the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek or killed Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial now. This is what I want to see. Write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Next verse. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nissi. For he said, "Because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek." Jehovah Nissi is because of one, one group. All of Jehovah the Jehovah Nissi is not because of, it's not because of you. Jehovah Nissi is the Lord my banner, isn't it? It's not because of you. It is because of Amalek. Jehovah Nissi, that name is because of one group, Amalek. For he said, because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. From generation to generation. Wow. So Saul is the one. God has chosen himself a king. And he's the one God is going to use to, partic- to perform this particular word. That he said close to a thousand years before Saul came. So this is the opportunity God has to clear this people. It's a big deal. Because God says, I'll fast this from generation to generation. Now Saul, you have come. Come and come and do what I want. Go and destroy these people completely. Kill everything, including even an ant in the, in the area, in the country. Kill everything. You know what Saul did? When he went, he kept, he saved the king, his wives, and he kept sheep. He kept some of the sheep, big sheep, fat sheep, nice ones, and said that he's come to offer them to God. This was when Saul lost his kinship. Yes. Why did Saul commit this error? And why did he have the problem he had? Because he didn't know. He had not read it. He was not reading the Bible. It was already there. It was already where there. That is why I wonder about people who are busy, to, in children of God who are busy into foolish things. Fornication. God has spoken about fornication. It's like you are not hearing. You are committing many errors because you have not. The scriptures, it has not yet yet entered you. David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against you. It's the word of God that keeps your legs from going to places where you are not supposed to go to. That's what keeps your hands from touching what you are not supposed to touch. That's what keeps your mind from thinking what you are not supposed to think. Psalm 119, verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against it. You are sinning against God because the word of God is not in your heart. That is where the error is coming from. As soon as the word of God enters your heart, you realize that you are becoming a different person. You like what I'm telling you? The word of God makes you wise. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Verse 16. Let's read from verse 14. 2 Timothy 3, 14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures. You have known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So a lack of the scriptures makes you foolish unto destruction, unto sin, unto destruction. Onto many errors, onto distraction. Are you in the church? It's what I'm saying, too difficult to understand. Because you don't, you don't really know like you are becoming more like Saul. Uh, you uh, are becoming more like dangerous people in the church, in the, in the house of God. Dangerous people. Sometimes you have people, I mean, people in the church who are fully fooling around, I tell you. Pastors, elders. Church members who have been around for a long time sleeping with the girls in the church—it's all over. I mean, I, I heard some things. And I, I was surprised—a pastor sleeping with a pregnant woman. Hey, hey dear. Hey, as someone came to share, the person was pregnant, and after two months, he's sleeping with her, he slept with the lady until she gave birth. Yes, slept with her until she gave birth. Pastor. Yes, pastor. Hey, this is dangerous. But he's enjoying, he's enjoying it. Yes, enjoying it. He has established himself in it. Why? He doesn't know the scriptures. If you knew the scriptures, you would know how dangerous some things are. So you will not... Eli had two sons. Hophni and Phinehas. Yes. Who were doing the same thing. You should see how they ended. These were pastors in the church who would, when the church gathers then they would look at the beautiful ones inside. And they say, Okay, you 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 come and see me for counseling. <laughs> and then they do they do whatever they want to do with them. All the time. They were doing it for many years. God warned them. Whatever they still doing whatever they want to do. When the day came for them to be judged. You see there's a time when you can't God you can't do anything about you. You should know that's in the scriptures. Hello. There's a time, it's in Christianity, there's a time where God stops talking. Between Malachi and Matthew, it's 470 years of God's silence. God was quiet. No prophet, no priests. nothing. For 470 years. It's called the, the, the age of silence. God was quiet to Israel for 470 years. Because he had spoken for thousands of years, they weren't minding him. So he kept, he kept quiet. He got to a point where he decided, I'm not talking any like Again. God is you see, most we, we human human nature in his spirit it takes its form from God because God is who whole, whole created human beings. That's how God do is. See, when a human being, maybe your father is talking to you while you are not minding him. After some time, he'll just keep quiet. Yes. God also does that. So then you change, 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 change. You're not minding him. You'll be quiet. And when it goes quiet on you, that's it. That's it. That's it. We don't know what to happen to you. We don't know what to happen to you. Esau, read the Bible. Read, read Old Testament. Read the stories. You will not err. You, you will not play with a lot of things. Yes, Esau. How many of you know Esau? Esau was downplaying what God places value on. We are talking about shepherding. Doing something for the Lord. Doing this. It's like, oh, it's my, my friend, all this, what's all this? I mean, I'm tired. You are saying things you don't understand. You should not be saying some things. Get him, just get involved and be happy. Think about what I'm saying. Is it getting too hot in this system? God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless. You.